you know, I'm not just grateful for what I have. Things are great, but that's not the key. I'm grateful for the promises I've been able to keep to those around me and for the promises that I've kept for myself. For example, this is the Unlock Success Podcast. We're helping entrepreneurs around the world dive deep into the keys you need to shatter excuses, believe in yourself, and help you achieve your highest goals. Here's your host, eight-figure entrepreneur and the living legend of internet marketing, Anthony Morrison. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to this edition of the Unlock Success Podcast, where our goal is to help you unlock success in many different ways in your life. And and, and today and in this episode, we're going to talk about the power of gratefulness, uh, finding something to be grateful for finding something that motivates you, right? Finding something that can really push you to have the massive success that you want in pretty much anything in life, right? You know, it's funny because there have been many times in my life, and and you you may have experienced this too, but many times in my life where I've sat back and I've said, you know, I'm really not grateful for anything right now. And I think that sometimes what happens is we have such a negative, such a negative moment in our, you know, in our lives. We have such, so much negativity that's just beaming down on us that it's hard to find the things or anything that we're grateful for at that moment. Um, I'll never forget uh, when my dad was, when my dad was diagnosed with cancer and uh, I, I, I was one that, that always took him to his, to his, um, you know, to his treatments and things. And it was every, every Monday. So I would go in the, in, to pick him up. I'd have to drive him because the cancer that he had caused him to have brittle bones in his back. He had back trouble. And so I drive him and, and I'd have to get him out of the car and that was difficult and put him in a wheelchair. And, you know, if you've, uh, if you've never had to do that with your parents, very hard to, uh, to understand the, just the, the impact that visual has on you when you're when you're you're taking your your dad from you know your your hero somebody that's been there for you your whole life and you're 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 physically putting him into a wheelchair and, and rolling him into this uh, into a cancer clinic for uh, for chemotherapy treatments and uh, it's a it's a massive massive uh, like visual you know negative right something that that can cause you to, you know, to really break down, can cause you to crumble. And, and I'll never forget that all these years I was, I was taking him, you know, taking him into this, uh, into this clinic and, and there were all these people in there, you know, and they were all just sitting around. I remember sitting in the waiting room and, uh, I never would, I never would obviously voice this to my dad, but I was, I'm, I was thinking it every time I was thinking, you know, I, I was, it was all self pity. It was all about, everything in life sucks. My life sucks. This sucks. This is terrible. I'm depressed. I'm sad. I'm, I don't want to be here, but I would never not be here for my dad. I don't want him to be here. And, and I just remember thinking and going through a period of my life where I felt nothing, right? I felt nothing. And I, I certainly wasn't, uh, wasn't excited and wasn't grateful for anything in my life. And there were, there were many, many, many months uh, where, where my, where my business, uh, was, was, was affected. There were many months where my relationships were affected. There were many times where I disconnected from my marriage completely. Um, just because I had so much, you know, so much on me, I was in my own mind. I was, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with life. I wasn't grateful for anything. And then 
there were a couple of times I went there and, um, it was towards the, unfortunately for me anyway, it was towards the end of his, um, towards the end of his, of his treatments where I went there and I saw these, there is two older ladies that were there and they, they were, they were in so, they were in much worse shape than my dad. Uh, my dad luckily never, never lost his hair, uh, and, and had me there to, to take care of him. And, and I saw these, these two older ladies, they were there every single week at the same time, all of their hair was gone. Uh, they couldn't even get in and out of a wheelchair. They were just stuck in the wheelchair. They had no family with them to sit there with them. Nobody to, uh, nobody to, to sit there and, 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 and be there with them. Um, and they and they took a they they took some time. My dad was one one day while we were in there. My dad was kind of he was tearing up. He wasn't you know he was unhappy. He was he was upset, and so was I. And they both had the uh, they had the, the the they had the hospital had people kind of sitting out in the waiting room that would would roll people in uh, or you know roll the the people around. And they had they I watched them. They signaled to those people to roll them over there, and they came and they sat beside my dad and beside me and they were just smiling and they were happy and they said you know they they said some of the you know some of the nicest things to us and just said you know there's so much to be thankful for there's so much to be grateful for and and I'm sitting here visually looking at these people they're they're on their last days right and they're talking about what they're grateful for and what they're thankful for and I think in in that moment and one of I really thought to myself wow like I've been looking at this all wrong. Like I'm so grateful for the opportunity that I have to be here with my dad because I I could be I could have moved. I could have I could live somewhere else. I could not be able to afford to take off work and and be in this moment with him every single day and and, and take care of him. I could be in so many worse places, right? I could have died before I ever had the opportunity to be there for him. I could there's so many things that could have happened that didn't happen that allowed me to be in those moments at that time to be able to take care of my dad. And I began to feel, you know, grateful for the opportunity, grateful for, uh, for the time that, that I, you know, that I had, that I had to be there with him. And I, I think that, you know, a lot of times in life we delay, I think we delay happiness, uh, and we, we kind of push it down the road. It's like, well, I'll be happy when, you know, when I get this new car or when I find this perfect relationship or when I have a certain amount of money. But the thing is, is that like the finish line never stops moving, right? It never does. There's the, it's the most bizarre thing. You know, people used to ask me, they would say, Anthony, what, how much money is enough money? You know? And, and I think maybe 10 years ago, I, I, well, actually I know 12, 13 years ago, I said, you know, $10 million. If I could make $10 million, I would feel grateful. I would let myself, I would give myself a reward. I would be excited. I would, I would relax a little more. I would focus on my, on my relationships and my family and my travel and life in general. And, and I would begin to feel grateful instead of, you know, being, being so, so stressed and so driven and so pushed and so ambitious. And, that, and that's, that's the number that I need. And then the number started changing. Right. And it's not that that I felt like I needed to change the number. It just innately changed. The number went to 20 million and then it went to 30 and then it skipped 40 and somehow it ended up at 50 or 60 million. And it just never stops changing. Right. And so you can't delay your happiness and you can't delay rewarding yourself for this for the success that you've that you've achieved 
while you continue to push your, you know, your finish line further down the road, right? There's no correlation between drive and ambition and then gratefulness, right? So you don't need to feel pain all of the time in order to have drive, right? I mean, I personally think gratefulness can even be a better motivator than that pain, right? It's, it's rewarding yourself with bliss. It's like, look, our, and this is, you know, I was went to, for those of you that have followed me and listened to me, you know, talk before, like I've, I went to, you know, pre-med, I was going to medical school. My whole, my whole journey changed, uh, in a moment. Um, but my goal was to be a doctor to understand. And I was fascinated with, with how the brain worked. Um, one of my, one of my, my favorite classes was legitimately just all about the brain right? And that was it. And so the, and, and it's the thing that I, the, probably the only thing that I really learned in college that I've kept with me and, and remembered for, uh, for many, many years, but look, our brains have dopamine and they, and they release dopamine when we do something successful. So all of a sudden we do something, we're successful. We feel good about ourselves. We this dopamine rush, right? And in order to crave that you have to have it, right? So if you never reward yourself, if you never feel good about yourself, if you're never grateful for something, if you're like, yes, I did it right that, right? If you never do that, then you never get that dopamine rush, which means you never crave that dopamine, right? Which means you'll stall out, right? You'll stall out and you won't want to achieve more. You won't be driven to achieve more because you won't have felt the the success of it, right? The gratefulness of being successful, you know, one of the standards that I've always set for myself, and you hear a lot of bodybuilders talk about this, right? You hear this a lot in, in weightlifting and, and, and bodybuilding, but it's the let your standard be one more, right? Think about it. I can do one more push-up. I can do one more curl. I can do one more squat, right? Always get one more. Get to the point of failure and then do just one more. Well, that applies to everything in life, right? I can do one more minute of working. I can do one more hour of studying. I can send one more email to my list, right? Right. So the thing is, is that you can all, if you set your standards to always be one more than what you feel is the best, then you're always going to be pushing yourself, right? And pushing yourself to achieve that high level of success, to get that dopamine rush, right? That we naturally crave once we allow ourselves to have it, right? It's being driven not by what you don't have, right? But by being grateful for what you do have to make it happen, right? If you, and, it's, and it's something that very few entrepreneurs, especially in today's age, really understand, right? Someone with reasons to have massive, massive drive, right? Um, are people that can identify where the real drive comes from, right? And, and the real drive comes from the reason why you wanna be so successful, right? So like, for instance, I'm here and I'm in my studio, I'm in my podcast studio and there's this screen with, with all these words on it and they're scrolling up and there's all of these things that are happening all the way around me. And what I'm doing is I'm sitting there looking at myself and I'm thinking, you know, what are, what are my reasons, right? Like, what are my reasons to, to be doing what I'm doing right now? Look, there's no doubt about this, that someone with good reason, good intention, is always going to work harder and have more success than the person that doesn't have it, right? What about like, let's talk about this. And, and this, is, this is something that, that hits home to me because it's something that, uh, that we've experienced in our families, people that smoke, right? 
All right. So my mom smoked uh, my whole life. Uh, well, until I was about uh, maybe 15, 16 years old. So my whole childhood, my mom smoked. And, you know, her dad, her dad went through, uh, you know, her dad went through, her dad smoked. He ended up with lung cancer. He ended up dying, right? That's just that simple. He had lung cancer. He ended up dying all from smoking. The next day, my mom was smoking a cigarette and I couldn't understand it. Even as a, as a, as a 15 year old uh, kid, I could not understand why my mom would, would smoke a cigarette right after her dad died. And the thing is, is that she had, she had not been reached in the right way. Like when you talk to people about smoking and you say, you know, look, you need to take this pill and you need to chew this gum and you need this, you need to do that. It's like, they're, they're, you're not giving them enough reason to make that change. But when you start to break it down and you say, and I said this to my mom, I said, mom, look, you know, like, do you want to see your son graduate from college, high school? Do you want to see your, your daughter get married? You know? And, and I started talking to her about the future. I started talking to her about things that she would be grateful for. I started talking to her about the things that really mattered, the things that were real reasons for her to take and have the drive to create a change in her life. I said, you know, the reality is, Mom, like, you're not going to be there. And you're not going to be there for your daughter. You're not going to be there for me. You're not going to be there for Adrian. You're going to be dead because of a cigarette. And when I started tying massive reasons to what we were doing, you know, people will, will inflict pain on themselves. They'll, they, they, if it's all about you, then oftentimes you can make excuses. But when you start seeing what it does to other people, and when you start thinking about other people, all of a sudden you create these big reasons like, wow, I do want to see my son graduate. I do want to see my daughter go, you know, get married. I do want to see all these things. These increase in standards, right? Because what happens is, is we set a higher standard for ourselves because we have a much bigger reason for those standards. So like, then my mom all of a sudden said, you know what? I really should quit smoking. I shouldn't be doing this. I should increase my standards for myself, right? And the reason that she increased her standards because we gave her bigger reasons to think about. So oftentimes when we're trying to get results, right? We go about it the wrong way. We say, well, you can get more money if you'll just spend more time over here working. But it's what does that money really represent that's truly going to give us the bigger reason that's going to give us the drive to create higher standards. And then, of course, those higher standards mean we'll work harder to achieve it, right? So you've got to know, you've heard people say it's go beyond the money, go beyond the money, go go deeper than just what the money is. Why do you want the money, right? And And that's that's honestly how I got where I met. People ask me all the time, you're 37 years old, how in the world are you so driven? How are you so focused? How have you accomplished so much? How have you had uh, you know, an infomercial that sold over a million copies of a book, multiple different uh, event companies and seminar companies, some of the largest ones in the country, all over the country? How have you built one of the largest online education platforms uh, you know, for entrepreneurs and people that want to learn internet marketing in the entire world? How have you done all of that and not just blown it all up by spending money and partying and having a good time and not being driven. And I'll tell you why it's because of my reasons, because I never did this to make money. I never started my business to make money. It was never my goal to be rich, to be a millionaire, to have a Ferrari, to have a Lamborghini, to have a Rolls Royce. None of that stuff was ever really my goal. My goal and my reason was because my dad lost his life savings. I needed to make money for my family. 
And then my next goal was I needed to make money to put my brother and sister through college. And then the next goal was I wanted to make sure that my, that my parents never had to worry about money and, and their security and their financial security for the rest of their lives. And then my next goal was I don't want to end up in the situation that my dad was in. So I need to work really hard, have really high goals and have really high standards and stay very focused because I need to make money because when I'm 60 years old, I don't want to be broke and have my son having to do this for me completely different reasons none of that was about i want a ferrari i want a lamborghini i want a condo i'd like to make more money none of that it was all about what that money represents right if you've got health trouble i've seen people with uh and i and i know people who are overweight and the doctors say listen don't eat x y and z right and if you give somebody that information you say don't eat x y and z right okay they go right home and they eat a bag of potato chips. But when you start breaking it down to the things and the reasons right behind that, the things that they're grateful for, they would be truly grateful to see their kids, you know, get married, to see their kids graduate from school, to see, you know, their kids achieve their dreams and all of these things. When you start breaking it down to reasons that that person would be grateful for, all of a sudden the motivation comes to make a change and make a shift in their life, right? And so... You have to find what those reasons are in your life for whatever it is that you're determined to do, whatever it is, whatever path it is that you're on, whether it's to have a healthier lifestyle or make more money or better relationships. And you've got to break that down and find the true reasons that you want that, right? And here's the thing. You can't worry about what other people think about you. Like at the end of the day, you have to be able to keep the promises that you make to yourself. And then you have to be able to give yourself credit when you actually succeed, Right. Uh, you know, I, I think that I think that that's one of the things I've learned maybe in relationships is, uh, you know, I've had I've had a really hard time with uh, with breaking away from from my work and and spending time with my wife and, and being a, a more present, uh, more in tune, I guess, if you will, uh, if you will, you know, husband. Right. Um, my goal and my ambitions and my drive are all about work, work, work. You know, they're not necessarily, uh, you know, they're not necessarily about, about focusing on my relationship, but I started to make a shift and I started to make some changes and I started to do some of those things. And when I did, I gave my credit, I gave myself credit when I, when I was able to do it, like when I would break away from work and I would spend some time with her, when I would do something that I know she really wants me to do that I've never done before, instead of not, instead of saying, well, I haven't become the perfect husband yet, so I'm not going to give myself credit. What I do is I'd give myself credit. I'd feel good about myself. I'd say, I actually did this. I succeeded with this. This is awesome. This is great. Right? And so what, what happens is, is that you begin stacking these promises, right? To create even more and more and more success, right? And then you begin to change like your identity, like who you think you are. Your perception of yourself is so much greater than the perception of all the people around you, right? And as I begin to perceive myself and think of myself and, and feel about myself as a more present husband, as a, a better husband to my wife, as a more successful business person, right? As someone who is focused on my health and whatever it is, like whatever topic or, or, or piece that is, right? As you begin to give yourself a little bit of credit for it along the way, not when you finish it, not at the end when it's too late, but along the way, as you give yourself credit for this, your identity changes, you begin to feel like you are now a better X, right? 
a better entrepreneur, a better husband, a better wife, a better, you know, a, a, a better and healthier person, right? And then what ends up happening is you hold a higher worth in your life, right? And, and you start to not tolerate and not accept things that are below that standard. And this is how you make a massive shift in your life. You know, you've seen those people, and I'm definitely one of them, that goes from, from like the one crowd of people and the one kind of like deal that I do, right? Like my, my daily routine and the stuff that I do, uh, you know, where I go, how often I go there, the things that I do, the activities I engage in, all of that stuff, right? You'll see there's people that just make a massive shift and change. And all of a sudden they don't go to the places they used to go. They don't hang out with the people they used to hang out with. They don't do the things that they used to do. It's because what's happened is they've taken control of themselves. They, they have a true change in the level of gratefulness they have based on the reasons that they have identified in their lives that they want to achieve the things that they're, that they're after, right? They begin to give themselves credit for each and every step along the way, which changes their identity makes them feel better about themselves, hold themselves to a higher standard, and then all of a sudden, they don't accept and they don't tolerate anything below that standard. Their goals change, their relationships change, their friendships, their partnerships, their, their, what they do throughout the day, their activities. Everything changes because they change how they identify and, and, and feel about themselves. And I think that this is so very important. If you're missing motivation in your life, if you wake up every day and you feel stalled out, you've got to go through these exercises. You've got to go back, listen to this again, watch this again, pay attention to this, and identify where are the what are the things that you that you what are the real reasons why you want to achieve whatever it is that you're after, right? What little steps can you do along the way to start making a shift that's going to make a massive difference in your life? Feel okay with giving yourself credit. Each and every time you achieve one of those steps, let that dopamine get released, crave that, right? Have a true identity shift. Hold yourself to a higher standard, and I guarantee you when you put yourself in the right circle with the right people in the right place with the right actions, those people are just going to lift you up and help you create even more gratefulness, more reasons, and more motivation in your life. Hopefully this has helped you, and I look forward to seeing you next time here on the Unlock Success Podcast. Yeah.